0: I'm Daryl. I'm Sean aka the Black Cap. And I'm the winner Soto. And you're listening to the Gems on Marvel. Our podcast focused on anything, everything, wow. only, nice. and nothing Dude. but the MCU. It, Welcome to the episode. Today we're going to be talking about Episode four of WandaVision, we interrupt this program. But before we get into it, we're going to switch up our format a little bit. So we're going to be talking about a couple of the headlines that are going on in the world of the MCU at the moment. The first one is Black Widow's runtime was announced. Two hours and 13 minutes. But... Even with that announcement, there is no concrete Disney Plus release. If it's released in theaters, it's likely to get delayed. So, if without... it gets
1: delayed any longer, I don't want to watch it. Point blank. So, ah! I'm at that
2: point. Like, any movie that's getting delayed, I really don't want to watch them at all. I think WB created the New World format. We all have to fall into place and take heed. I've been there, bro. I've been wanting this to happen for years. So, there is no point of people
1: not releasing these movies. Because now you want to have this huge backed up catalog, and we're not you're not gonna have time to put them out. Release I mean, the footage.
0: I haven't been excited for this shit since the rip. so no, I mean, you're fucked yeah. up,
2: bro? you're fucked up. yeah I have, but I'm, 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 <laughs> that's not right, Poor they, girl, poor they girl, they just let this the, shit out. She had the second worst Marvel release next in humans <laughs> 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 Poor they girl, I feel just, bad for her.
0: They just need to let the shit out. At this point, real shit, I think that Black Widow, uh, Shang-Chi, uh, Eternals, all Disney Plus releases. All three of them. Like, agreed. Make this a banner year for Disney Plus. And then next year, if you want, if things are quote-unquote normal, focus on getting back into the theaters. But right now... Yeah, fuck, fuck theaters. I'm over that shit. Uh, hey,
2: man. Yeah, but IMAX is a, is a medium that was just getting touched on. If it is a movie, going to a movie theater, I only want to see some like movies. It has to be crazy
1: movie, like epic. Other than that, I'm not paying for it
0: to go see any movies like that. I think we in agreement with Buck then. Let's go to the movies, but if we go, it's for something that's worthy of being on the IMAX. Mm-hmm. Because really, what's the point in going to a movie theater if we can't see it on the IMAX at this point? Yeah. Really. All my Avengers, all my superhero movies. If you're that big in scale and in scope, throw that show on the IMAX. If it Which is why that- I think
2: Black Widow should be on a motherfucking movie theater. I think it's a big movie, guys. Just because she doesn't have superpowers, don't mean they can't put a couple million into this budget.
0: Oh no, nah, that's mm-hmm. that's not my thing. With it. I mean, it's just COVID. You know, that's that's my only thing. Disney Plus, that shit, that shit, she <laughs> eternal. Hold on, let
2: me Disney change. Plus. Let me change the question. Would either y'all go to a theater that you could privately rent out because I heard it's not that expensive?
1: If I got my whole squad, yeah, I would.
2: Well, you would be safe. You know, you would have enough people that everyone could sit spread out mm-hmm. and enjoy the movie. And I heard it's not that expensive. I heard people are it's doing not, it and, you know, they're having a good it's, time.
1: It's not my boy did it for, his family did it for, like, Christmas. They paid, like, two-something. Right?
0: Yeah, see, that's
2: not even bad. I would think that's a little expensive I mean, like that, but.
0: You got enough people, it's cheap i mean i've given it some thought and i honestly think that like that is the way of the future i think that these big studios are gonna pretty much buy out all of the theater chains or whatever so when avengers secret wars comes out disney's gonna be like all right we own the regal in maze landing so the only thing we're showing is avengers secret wars so come here privately rent your theater to watch this shit you gotta exit and I think in each fucking uh, theater itself. So I think that's the way the future. I really feel like that the studios are going to end up buying the theaters, and it's going to be the death of art house theaters. Then it's going to be a sad, sad day. But
2: I mean, you I know I get it's it. the death of it's the death of opening night. Wearing costumes, getting in the big ass lines, being excited with everyone in there, only excited to watch that one opening night movie. I'm Ain't a fan, bruh. Buy your shirt. Get ready mm-hmm. for it. <laughs> The pre order yeah. tickets, you know. no, nah, nah, I'm cool. <laughs>
0: yeah. You know what? It's It will and it won't at the same time. Because, all right, Avengers Secret Wars comes out. And the, 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 the studios do on the theaters. And that's the way that they go. We're booking that theater opening night. You know what I, I, I might- mean? I'm like... And I'm sure other people are booking their theaters open at night, so we all going to be out there. Like that's I'm, not going to change. I'm
1: looking at like Widow that. though.
2: The best seat in the house is my house. <laughs> that's true too. But I'm but, saying on. you would do what that you, for a you, Secret you, Wars movie, but you wouldn't do that for Widow. I do it for
1: both of them. Keep, I'm getting the wonder, bro. <laughs>
2: like,
1: well, I don't know. Um, so the, you watch might be you, crazy, and I you watch more movies. You watch more movies. To anybody I know. yeah. So- don't put that out there,
2: bro. <laughs> don't put that out there. They're going to come for me. <laughs> so if anybody should be okay with it, it should be you. <laughs> My personal preference aside, <laughs> Doctor Strange and the Multiverse <laughs> might be an IMAX movie.
0: I think it is an IMAX movie, but Disney Plus
2: is the future. Yes yeah this $30 future. movies this Sean's future. gonna buy them. everybody gets it. <laughs> how many times did you watch Mulan brother I watched it twice bro got your money's worth huh yeah got my money's worth I watched it twice can't you watch it whenever you want yeah I, I owned it like once they, once you bought it the 30 it was it's always on there so but, can but... you can you come back by next week and say you watched it again prove your theory I'll watch it again for you. So, just for you, money. <laughs> yeah. Yo, and, and, and I'm going to send pictures. Word. Just, just I through. just want to know if the 30 is worth it, bro. That's it. If so, you can watch so, it like, on request, that means it's worth like, it. Whoa, bro. Come on. Don't put that out there. They're going to fix the glitch. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: got my money's worth.
2: Respect.
0: Alfred and pretty much been confirmed for Spider Man 3. Like, I know it was rumored. It's like hardcore confirmed now. Zendaya announced it in an interview about working with him in the film as Doc Ock. Shit. How do we feel about that?
2: I liked him as Doc Ock, so. So do I, but he died. Best Mm -hmm. Spider-Man villain ever, I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's Um, uh,
0: out of him and uh, I would say Vulture.
2: Yeah, pick him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay, um, we'll I just, I was leaning on the theory that these castings were misdirect and that they would be playing different characters. But if you're saying it's confirmed, then it's confirmed. I got yeah.
0: nothing. Yeah, yeah, this is not misdirect. This is, is a multiverse. This is going to be heavy Spidey verse. So. How do we feel about that? Are we you on board with that? I feel like Spidey
2: shit. There we going go. It's
0: going to be, are, gonna are be different.
2: Are we ready for this conversation?
0: <laughs> we can touch on it. We're not going to get too deep into it because we still have a whole episode to talk about.
2: A couple of things I want to add. If Molina is coming back as Doc Ock, which you're saying he is, I would have to say that's Toby's greatest on film villain, right? We can easily. say that e- easily. Easily. And then the confirmation on what else from that movie? Uh, Jamie Foxx. Spider-Man, Jamie Foxx. On screen, wouldn't you say that's Garfield's... Uh, biggest foe that or the goblin I i'll say, say electro i say electro. say electro because he got a couple good he got a couple big set pieces he got the he got the power grid set piece and then he mm-hmm. had the uh the Times square set piece so
0: okay yeah i would say electro definitely. he was a big threat right so Times square is a
2: great scene that is yeah. shot probably the one of the best shot scenes in comic book cinema cinema that yeah. shit is fucking gold <laughs> mm-hmm. if you're gonna rip a movie you gotta at least shout out the good parts, and that is yeah. probably one of the best parts of that movie. Uh. That part is great. I've, I've literally watched that scene with Daryl more times than I can count. Yeah, <laughs> weird. Oh yeah, I run it back all the time. I love it. And then uh, it. how they use comedy to get out of it, where he shows up at the end with the fire patrol and yeah, with and, the head on and, and everything. A fucking gold. That was the best it, ending to something so serious. So Spider Man, <laughs> I love it. love it. I even
0: love, I even love the scenes where where um he's in the convenience store and he got Andrew- smartphone in his hat and he's mm-hmm. got a he has a coat straight out of the books. Andrew
1: like, Garfield only problem was he was a horrible Peter Parker. That was
0: I won't even say he was a horrible Peter. He was mm-hmm. just cool. He
1: he was too
0: mopey, too like he was like I didn't like him as Peter Parker but Spider-Man in the suit he was a shit. Yo, Amazing Spider-Man 2. Every scene in this suit is gold. Let me continue my
2: theory. Who is MCU Pete's greatest villain on screen so far? Vulture. I don't know. Mysterio pushed him to the edge. Nah, Vulture. Vulture was was just trying to steal. Mysterio was trying to fuck Pete up. I like Vulture. Vulture was just really close to the picture because his daughter was involved, but Mm -hmm. Mysterio, as an outsider, made a plan, hunted Pete, fulfilled his plan and then attempted to kill the kid when he tried to stop his plan.
0: Yeah. Both, both of them genuinely liked Peter, but yeah, Quentin would have, would would have taken it that far and killed
2: him. He had a plan. His whole plan in the beginning of the movie when he was tricking shield was to seduce Pete into giving him the glasses and, and it's, he won. He's for villains. You don't get villains who succeed that often. And, he technically won and then at the end it was Pete who who foiled his plan but he got what he wanted. He got the glasses, you know.
0: Oh yeah, he definitely got them. He definitely got them. Hopefully MCU Norman is a bigger and better threat than both of them combined. Hopefully. I'm I love Norman. Norman is my guy. So
1: who did he think going to cast a Norman?
0: I have no idea. No idea. I mean Fantastic would, would be
2: a great Norman.
0: I'm sorry to go. say
2: McConaughey just his his eccentric the uh, way of acting he could definitely sell Norman
0: that's so that's that's the fan casting always it's, it's always McConaughey as Norman I'm cool with McConaughey as Norman I actually really 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 like McConaughey as Norman
2: let's just give uh props to Willem Dafoe for playing Norman the way he knew <laughs> And and even though the suit for Green Goblin was a little trash, you know, it doesn't hold the test of time. Trust me, go watch Spider-Man 1 right now. <laughs> You're gonna be like, what the fuck is this guy wearing this hockey uh helmet for? Yeah,
0: Spider-Man 1 is garbage. I mean, not, it's not garbage. No, 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 it's not no,
2: garbage. It's, not garbage. it's just... All right, let me track that. Yeah, that chill, thing. bro. you trying to get slaughtered by your 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I, was, I, was, I slipped on that one. Yeah, um, but no, the Green Goblin, the Norman costume is
2: trash yeah it's really bad but the movie holds up it's a good movie you're gonna feel you're gonna have feels by the end of it but the suit's trash and then turning the goblin thing into a disease and amazing as he did i forgot the actor's name he played the role pretty pretty straight up he only had that one scene where he told baby green goblin about the disease but that guy played it pretty straight up because you know it was pretty scary so the third rendition of this fucking character Needs to be someone who can literally pull out the terrible suit, the only there for five minutes, and all the other parts of of the story that people tried to tell, and just make it relatable. It's not that hard.
0: Um, you went into a deep dive on who could be Norman Osborn.
2: Oh, um, sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. That's cool. That's cool. That's cool. I didn't really uh, give it any 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 thought that that deep. I mean. Norman, I think uh, that's the kind of conversation for another time because we get right. super deep into to who could be Norman. All right, and the last headline before we jump into wine division: all of the Guardians have been confirmed for Thor: Love and Thunder, and it's also been confirmed that James Gunn is helping Taika Waititi on the film. Gunn uh, Waititi uh, collaboration. Like, I,
1: I will say, I will, I say, I think it's gonna be a good because no one knows the Guardians better than Gunn. That's that's his baby. So it's like if you're gonna bring them into this world, all right, let the person that does does their movies be there. And then you gotta look at the way they kind of shoot films. It's kind of the same. Gunnar with TV? Like the video, like the cinematography, it's kind of the
2: same. It's like it's wild, it's crazy, it's colorful. So I just wanna um ask real quick before I go into my dive, do we have the release date schedule in front of us? How how soon after Thor does Guardians three come out?
0: Probably a year, because I think Thor is twenty twenty two, and Guardians is gonna be at some point. No, Guardians is definitely gonna be twenty twenty three, because okay. the Christmas special is mm, oh god twenty
2: twenty
0: two. That waste of money, bullshit Christmas special.
2: Hold on, I have a theory about that, but first, before that. Do you think Thor could be a precursor of something that happened in Guardians? Is there a story that attaches them that could attach them? Because now you got me thinking the Jane Foster run of Thor is basically right, right after all that Secret Wars shit. And since you mentioned Secret Wars, what story could the Guardians tell or Adam Warlock that could get them ready for Secret Wars?
0: Nah, the Jane Foster run on
2: Thor... Right? Wasn't she part of Thor Force after Se- during Secret Wars? Is it's before? Mm. Yeah. James right. Force it's before. before. So what it's could Secret what Wars story had- could Guardians three tell? Guardians three with Adam Warlock in it that could lead him to that the Beyonder, right?
0: The only thing that happens around that time is Original Sin.
2: Yeah, I'm going that's on I'm going on that... record. Original sin. I said this shit fucking months ago. Years ago already. Original Sin, I'm going on record. Let the internet that's... follow that.
0: Original Sin is probably one of my favorites. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that I can think of that you could connect ah! all of that stuff.
1: Well, we already got the watches, but we're gonna get the watcher. And they said
2: that uh what if is canon? They did say
0: that. I definitely think what if is canon. Definitely. All right. Now, okay. If these mini sagas that we're getting, we'll say House of M is WandaVision, Spider-Man Three, Doctor Strange, Multiverse Madness. Okay. What's the third property that will be involved in this? Okay. It's it's all Thor: right, Love and right. Thunder, the Galaxy. What else? I don't have the list in front of me at the moment.
2: Think the Internals. Damn, Fantastic Four. True. Oh shit.
0: But we don't think that the Fantastic Four will be connected to Ant Man and the
2: Wasp and uh I think so Eternals. Wait. Yeah, I was thinking Eternals too, but because Eternals were about, go- what did you say, Garth? C- uh, original Sin? Eternals. So we have to talk about the watchers, right? We have to talk because about the, Eternals- the blue part of the moon. Because at the end of the moon Eternals moon. connect everybody. They're yeah, there but for Eternals the Eternals more entire for, X-Men, for X-Men, right? no eternals eternals
0: for everything because
2: they, they connect everybody
0: if In it's original
2: C- sin hold on In original sin it's watch who gets killed so you don't really have to go any further than him you get what I'm saying so if you're going to, if you're going to uh, eternals celestials uh, Kree basically everything that the celestials created you don't have to tell that story to connect with what a watch is doing just being the watcher of the whole universe so when you do eventually kill him Oh shit, man on the wall, Bucky and the Winter Soldier. Well, I
0: don't, I'm not with you on that theory, mm-hmm. but, <laughs> but definitely, definitely. All right, that's the headline. So we want to dive into division real quick. Not even real quick, really dive into it and go through like how we feel about it, like off the rip. Daryl, you're right. This was a um shield episode. I thought it was great. All
1: right, we got a lot of explaining done. We got a lot of, backstories for some people we found out the time frame this is going on like it was the second sequence to a movie and it started off right it, it started off right it, it came out swinging and, it, and for me nothing really happened
2: but it was just really
1: explanatory. explain it to her. all
2: right ready for some hot takes boys i just want to go on record and say this should have been the first episode they could have gave us snippets of shows and as they did of shows of Wanda creating them and then brought us back into the world and showed us what they showed us the first three episodes. This should have been the first fucking episode. It was a 10 out of 10. It was great. And we had the best code opening pre-Marvel flicker that we've had. Look back at all your favorite MCU movies. That motherfucking coming back the 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 return blip in the hospital, where she's running around the halls, and people are materializing in front of her, and she don't know what the fuck is going on, and then they break it to her. There's been five years. Her mom died two years, three years ago, two years after she left, and then she finally came back. It was basically what I've been waiting for since Egg Game. And I'll, I have more, but I'll let you go. Alright,
0: off the rip, I was underwhelmed by the episode. Not even to, like, be opposition or anything um but there was less revelations and there was more pretty much just confirmations like Mm. we didn't really learn anything new it's just pretty much it confirmed anything that we speculated that's all we got in this episode and like i get it like it was it was a recap of episodes one through three from Mm. the perspective of shield sword you mean yeah sword correct correct um I didn't spot any Marvel Comics references throughout this episode, unlike episodes one through three, other than Monica's complete origin. That's basically the only thing that like we really saw, and I think I sent that to y'all in the group chat, the mm-hmm. the side by side of panels from the comics and from this episode in particular, which mm-hmm. we already saw in trailers. Um, but I mean, overall, I was I was underwhelmed by the episode. I was I was expecting more. I ex- I expected to to learn a lot more but it wasn't that it was just oh you thought this was what it was you were right so i'm looking forward to episode five big time because i've got theories on what that's going to be more so than than this like i i think that that's what i'm looking for is this next one but let's 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 uh let's jump into it and really tear it apart because i've got a a couple
2: well if you guys don't mind seeing i'm the enthusiastic one i would like to start go so the floor is mine as far as best code openings we've had this conversation daryl probably more times than i'd like to say but marvel has a, a short a very short list of great code openings um the ones i can think of off the top i just want to start with uh it may not be a great movie, but uh, Thor The Dark World, they have a very strong code opening. Uh, if you guys don't remember, it's Boar fucking shit up and stealing the ether. Very, very captivating scene. Great shot of Boar telling them that they can't destroy it because it's just that powerful. Um, great code opening. Um, another great code opening is Endgame where you get uh Stark and Nebula on the Milano and um it looks like he's about to die until Captain Marvel finds him.
0: Incorrect. Oh wait, I'm sorry, that's uh, not the, that's code. Not you're the right, code. You're right, you're right, that's
2: not the code opening. I take that back, better code opening going to go kill Thanos <laughs> um, directly after the, the events of Infinity War. That's Very not great code, code opening. What's the code opening? The code opening of, of Endgame is Hawkeye's yeah. family oh even better yeah. there's three of them <laughs> the better code opening hawkeye losing his entire family right in front of him very great very very passionate um uh, you don't need a big budget to make a greater code opening but that that shows you that and i feel like later we'll be talking about how monica rambeau running through a hospital while people are being re-blupped back is going to be considered a great code opening And that's where I'll I'll start, and I'll let you guys have the floor.
0: I think it's a real cool code opening. Very cool. I think it only serves the purpose of letting us know when this takes place, WandaVision itself, which is right after Endgame and clearly before the events of Spider-Man Far From Home. Um, Mm -hmm. It's a backdoor origin for Monica. That's all it is. You know, it's not like T'Challa's origin in Civil War where that actually forwarded the narrative. This is pretty much it's just this is the origin of spectrum. And here you go. That's all it is. It's cool, I get it, but it does nothing for the story whatsoever. I would agree with that.
1: Like only thing I took away from is like Daryl said, is it's it's a time frame. Like this is where this is the time, this is a time frame, this is happening. That's all I took away from it. Like it was great to watch it, but other than that.
2: It was, it was very, very great. One of my favorite quote openings. Um, as far as um, origin stories, it was pretty cool seeing... So right now we have three franchises merging. We don't realize it, but we have it in front of us. Uh, we have an Avengers franchise with Vision and Wanda. We have Ant-Man franchise with Wu. And we have a Thor franchise with uh, Darcy. Darcy, the character uh, played by... Uh, Dennis, yeah, and this episode finally gave me that excitement, that Marvel, oh, we're back! Because the ideas of of branching off to build this universe, uh, the Peggy Carter's, the World War II Captain America movie, the idea that to get to this point, they had to go through a lot. Well, it's time to show this point, and and this episode did that. It showed what a response unit would do if it was a two Avenger situation, and you don't know what the fuck is going on. And at the end of the episode, and I said I go in order, but whatever. But but by the end of the episode, the most important information that this this team, this this government entity that's trying to figure this out has is. Wanda's doing everything. It's all Wanda. And they're gonna be like, well, we're not ready for this. Where's Stark? Where's Kat? We don't have anyone that can help us. And, and that's important. We talked about this. That's important. Who's gonna be the team you call when you don't know what the fuck is going on. And, and it's a perfect entry for a Doctor Strange type. So let's talk about
0: the exposition of sword because that's also big in this episode. The location of them being in Florida and it being Monica Rambeau, Maria Rambeau Maria. built it from the ground up. Like that's a lot of exposition that we get in this. And Sword being different from being the sentient world observation and response to apartment. And now it's sentient weapons, observation and response to vision. I'm not a fan of that change. I like the extraterrestrial aspect of Sword, even though they do mention it uh but i mean the the, the but how do we feel about the inclusion of sword and how sword was introduced because for me personally i get it it's our new organization going forward and monica is our colson but what's his hate hayward he's not fury you know what i mean so it doesn't hit the same for me personally see
1: i feel like fury's behind the scenes still running and everything hayward's just a figurehead.
2: I feel like Hayward's the new Coulson. But Monica is going to be an Avenger, so it doesn't matter if she's a a suit right now. That's what I'm saying. She's going to be bigger than Coulson. I feel like Hayworth's our
1: new Coulson, but at the same time, you still got Nick Fury in the background up up
2: there in space still running things. Okay, so I think Fury is probably, in this story, just figuring out that the Skrull infiltrated so that when we finally meet him later on, it's going to be like, oh, I wasn't around because I was doing something way, way, way more important than dealing with a crazy Wanda. I was dealing with the fact that we've been infiltrated. Okay. Before we get there, though, I mean, you feel me when I say uh, a figurehead, a government figurehead like Fury? If Fury is running sword, then we can guarantee MCU Fury is uncorruptible. If there's a spearhead of good in the MCU, you got to kind of trust everything Fury says in MCU. Even if it's not 100% true, you got to kind of figure it's for the best. Uh, okay, 10 I years 10 years in, right?
0: Fury and Captain America.
2: Well, Cap is gone.
0: Right, right, but uh, in these 10 years in
2: MCU, right, right, was right. Two. Even though in Civil War he was wrong. That's my opinion. You don't kill a guy's parents and then don't tell him about it. It's That's just you don't.
0: That's a conversation for another time. Let's All right, on.
2: anyway, anyway. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Fury uh, is the figurehead of S.W.O.R.D. so you gotta probably you could probably go on, uh, out on a limb and say S.W.O.R.D. is not corruptible S.W.O.R.D. is better than S.H.I.E.L.D. because not only is, is Fury not reported to anybody but he's the head he's, he's the top, he's the sword he's the tip of the sword because uh, him and Captain Marvel and S.W.O.R.D. are, are, are uh, woven together I would say kind of intricately at the end of the episode When Monica Rambeau states it's Wanda, that whole episode, you guys said it didn't give us anything. What it gave me was the idea, or it gave me the sense that S.W.O.R.D., the FBI, the government, everybody are the audience these last three weeks, these last three episodes. They're the audience. They don't know what the fuck is going on. We're just watching some shit. Well, we kind of figured that.
1: Right, so by the end of
2: the episode, where they figure out that Wanda's controlling everything, something that us fans, the, the, the higher of the hierarchy of fans already knew this shit. When they figure out Wanda's the cause of this, I have in good sense to state there will be serious uh, Sokovia Accords and government repercussions of this. The idea that we left the 40-ton nuclear weapon To go out and she does this. Like the idea is that their response. May not just be a sword response. Like they're giving us a a small touch on. What her reality. Versus what the government. And the real reality are going to try to inflict. You know what I'm saying? So that at the end of this show. There might be a push to. Why she becomes a Scarlet Witch. And we haven't seen it yet. But there might be a push to. What causes her to flip her shit. All right.
1: After after we figure out that Monica, Monica is a part of sort and she's sent on this mission to find out exactly what's going on, I feel like one of the biggest things that we've learned that, all right, everything that goes into that world, it automatically changes. So the helicopter that we've seen wasn't a helicopter. It was a drone. It wasn't really a helicopter that flew in. It was a drone. So Monica, did, Monica just walked in, and she automatically was adapted to Wanda's world. So how did y'all feel about that?
0: Should have adapted to the world? Um, like, as soon as you walk when, through that barrier,
1: you're, you're already in Monica's world. Like, you are under her,
2: under her power. Wanda's world, yes. And that's ridiculous. If you saw, the craziest part about the episode is when the beekeeper tried to get in from underneath and still, and still ran through a force field. Mm. Um, she know. Oh, I'm sorry. The craziest part about this episode we haven't mentioned yet: dead vision. I feel like she's she's Barbie doll in the dead body. She's weakening at burning vision's body right now.
0: That's good, good, good. Yeah, probably. That's 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 what I was getting. But I don't know because right? we're suspicious about shit. So who knows?
2: All right. So. All right, so Jules asked me, my lady asked me about uh, a couple things, but asked me about that scene in particular. I mentioned to her that she's probably using the corpse as a weekend at Bernie's type of situation, animating him. And then she goes, she asked me, well, how does he become consciously aware? So let me ask you guys this. Do you think a Scarlet Witch who wants the vision that she remembers and she instills him full sentience, Um, with her chaos magic. Do you think a full sentient vision will become uh, self-aware? And I think the answer is yes, because he's that complex of a character and the only person who knows his complexities in and out is Wanda. So when she's mirroring that vision to this dead corpse, she's going to mirror the top sentient. So at whatever point, if he's sentient, he will realize something. How do you guys feel about that?
1: I, mean, I I kind of got that vibe. Like when when you, when you got the, when you see the corpse, that was a little freaky. I was like, whoa. But other than that, like I was kind of wondering the same thing. Like, all right, is she playing with this by like a puppet master or what? So I'm a little, I'm still up in the air with this, with that, with that topic. If
0: he leaves the bubble, I guess he'll be sentient. If things saying- leave the bubble and they're the same as what they were inside, I guess he would be fine. I don't know. It's a lot in the episode. It's a lot. In the beginning of the episode, still, you know, when they're outside the bubble and they're talking to the cops, the cops don't see Westview because the residual effects of the dome that Wanda's creating Mm -hmm. is affecting people on the outside now. Jimmy Woo can't even approach it, even though Monica Mm -hmm. can. That's something that's crazy. Like, what makes Monica different? You know, she mentioned something about being outside of its radius or not having any personal connection to it, what does that mean? Do you think because she was blipped? That's possible. That's possible. Her being blipped probably changes her, her physiology when it comes to that. Mm. That's very possible. Interesting
1: I, I remember you had a theory on that before, Daryl. It was like because oh. they, they used to they used oh. the um infinity gauntlet so many times that it does it changed the universe it's changed the universe itself. So everybody that got blipped could be could be they could have got something special with them.
0: I don't know. Cause cause what yeah, because maybe that's what makes Monica special. Maybe that's it. So so Jimmy Woo never got blipped, you know. And like you can
1: you can tell by the demeanor of the cops that they've never been blipped.
0: Because they seem to be they can't even see Westview. Like yeah. the sign is there and they can't even see it. So that's that's already showing you that Wanda's effects on reality are having a a wider, a a wider effect.
2: Yeah, I must have missed that part. I didn't I didn't even catch the fact that they couldn't see it. Um, Mm -hmm. They were just talking about how some Westview doesn't exist and only Eastview. And I didn't even catch the fact that they couldn't even see the shit.
0: They don't even go into the town. They just bang a U.E. and leave. So there, there's a lot of that, and then when Darcy shows up after Monica gets sucked into the thing, and the the cosmic microwave background radiation isn't a safe limit for now, she says, which I, I think was definitely intentional because it the the it's it's a it's high probability that it's going to spread out more, you know, and it's going to I'm not going to say it's going to get to the point where it wraps up this entire world, but. She's going to take on more than just this town. I'm thinking
1: that's my theory. It's going to take on the entire world because this is that's it. When we, I said we're getting House of M, that's it. Like, this is going to take up the entire world. She's going to change everything. I just wanted to
2: add that, um, shout out to how the episodes came about for Sword versus how it was for the audience. Like, we saw it as it was being created, but. When Darcy was able to basically uh, backdoor sh- to, to air it, the, the TV shows, the episodes, and it was airing to her as a TV show, that's some fifth wall break right there. That's some Deadpool shit. They, they was definitely mindfucking us.
0: Yeah, that stuff was cool. I mean, like, like you said earlier, um, SWORD is definitely the chorus. You know, they're the proxy for us. Whatever SWORD knows, that's what we know. And that's that's definitely the vibe that's definitely been solidified in this episode,
2: which. Right. And they're late to the part.
0: Yeah. And and that kind of makes me um, change what my theories are going forward in this show, as opposed to what it seemed like the show was going to be based on the first three episodes. Now, I'm thinking completely differently when they were doing the identity board with everybody's license and mm-hmm. their identities and everything noticeably missing from that whole thing was dot yep and noticeably missing as well was no license being attached to agnes's profile so any theories on that with what that's about well subtle theory
1: right Doty may be more important than what we think but Agnes, we already know Agnes. There's a lot going on with Agnes. Like she's there. I think who who said Mephisto? I think with Daryl. Daryl called manifesto
0: for who? Um, like behind the scenes. Well, I mean, everybody's been saying Mephisto behind right. the scenes.
1: So I think she has I mean, something. Soto,
2: Soto went with Daddy. <laughs> all that right, was, all right. We're not looking for credit. We're just looking for was, direction. Um, I think do y'all, are y'all certain Agnes is Agatha? Yeah. Or is that speculation? Because that it's might be misdirect.
0: I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to this is my thing. One of the things has to be real. Either Mephisto's involved or Agnes is Agatha. If both of those are misdirect, this isn't successful for
2: the fan base.
0: Mm-hmm. Like the fan base will be Not in an uproar, but they'll be in a tizzy. You know what I mean? We
2: know the comic book story. So if they want to keep true to that, the fans will be happy. If they don't, the fans will be mad. I get you. Exactly. So I'm
0: going to say that the the more concrete thing is Agnes and Agatha Harkness. I'm going to say that's more concrete than Mephisto actually being
2: involved. Uh, I'm going to stick to the Mephisto theory. Even if it's not Dottie and it's Agnes's husband... I think somebody has to be able to supercharge Wanda like this. This isn't the Wanda we met in MCU. I'm sorry, she she hasn't shown to be this powerful. You can't tell me she's this powerful without a reason. Um, there has to be a reason. So, uh, like Sword, we are all waiting to see what the reason is. Well,
0: I mean, well, when we talked last week, I I already think that at first I was saying all of the women in the town, but. Now that the other people in the town have been confirmed that they are actual people who have been renamed by Wanda, I'm sticking to Dottie and Agnes being witches. I'm, I'm sticking to that. They're witches. They know Wanda is that witch and they know Wanda is probably a vessel to bring back their lord and, and underworld savior, Mephisto, or Nightmare, who knows? You know, but I definitely think that that's the case. Remember. I like
2: that theory. It's simple enough to work. You know, I MCU style. Um, uh,
0: It's practical enough. Yeah. Uh, but Sean, you got any theories as far as
1: Nah. I I I'm, I'm trying to come up with a theory, but the way it's going, it's I don't have enough concrete things to grab onto for a solid theory no you don't think so Uh, i I personally don't have enough concrete concrete things to grab onto
2: so then i just want to add i still stand by my speculation about this being part one and then part two of the same story will be house of m because it does seem like they're gearing up for something like none like the the next four next five episodes are going to be split between what's happening inside the dome and what's happening outside the dome. Because now that we're aware of an outside the dome, they can keep showing us back and forth, but you're not going to just like, let's say episode five, they're not just going to go back into the dome and leave us in there. And then we'll just get episodes all the way to current times. Like we thought, I think they're just going to basically have Wanda keep continue on with her decades. Like we thought, But at the same time, S.W.O.R.D. will have their story told and fleshed out as well.
1: I feel like next episode is going to be another heavy S.W.O.R.D. episode, too. Because now that we got Monica on the outside, now we have to see her explanation of what went on inside there. Which might be the coolest
2: part that we've seen yet.
0: All right. uh, Uh For me, to, to wrap up this episode, what this one pretty much is. We, we pretty much from here on out, we just get a confirmation of what was happening on each side. Like we see that the drone became smaller Monica flew in earlier. We see that the beekeeper was Agent Franklin. And we see that when things breached the perimeter, they change. You know, we got that real quick. Now, as far as next week's episode, based on everything that happened here, I agree with Buck. There's no way we can go strictly back into sitcom world. we just can't do it anymore um with this episode we're brought up to speed on everything on both sides so for me next week's episode i kind of think that really the sitcom shit is pretty much done i kind of think that yeah we have the the 80s 90s and 2000s Mm. but We're already at the point in the series, as far as storytelling is concerned, where it's delivering on the promise of Mm. this is what the series is about. Now we're leaning into the territory where this is the bigger story. So I want to say that the next episode, we're going to jump through from the 80s to the 2000s as far as sitcoms rapid fire. I'm thinking that we're going to see the kids age really quick and i'm thinking that as far as the sword response um i don't know i don't know i think it's all about monica really because this episode more than anything it's the origin of spectrum you know that's that's pretty much what we got is she going to start exhibiting powers in the next episode maybe will- maybe not um, but I'm I definitely before the end of the series, we're gonna see her doing see. some shit.
1: I feel like uh does she have some powers already? Because she just got blown through a house and she's fine.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, she was also wrapped up in uh chaos magic.
2: Mm. So Right, and we don't know what type of projection the house is if she could just put it back up like that. I mean, I know she has powers, but it may not just be a house. It may be more projection than a house is what I was thinking. The other crazy shit, um, Wanda, when she was glitching, every time we were watching the episode, she glitched the episode or she would rewind the episode mm-hmm. to make it to her liking. We thought it had uh, real-world consequ- uh, consequences. We've just learned it's it doesn't. It doesn't. It does. it doesn't. The, con- the, the Everything she does is in the bubble. So she's not affecting anything outside of this bubble, knowing that vision can only be alive in the bubble. She says in the, in the snippet, this is our home. No, we can't go anywhere. We ha- we have to stay here, which shows me that if she is God level in the bubble, outside the bubble, she may be regular. Like she might, somebody again, had to have given her this bubble or given her the ability to create this, this world that only you can can control because... When she rewinded shit, when she was good to shit, nothing nothing happened outside world. So again, there's no reason for strange to be aware yet who calls strange. He'll he'll have to realize that this shit isn't healthy or it's fucking something up and have to come in. But right now, it's very self-contained. And that's I wanna important.
1: know how her how her ads end up in New Jersey out of all places.
0: That's an Easter egg from from the Vision and the Scarlet Witch comic mm. book, because in the book. After they leave the Avengers and pursue their relationship before the kids, they move to Leona, New Jersey, which is in, I think, Monmouth County. Um, But in the show, Monica gets off on Exit 32. And if you get off Exit 32 in the parkway, that's pretty much Pleasantville or Mm. Egg Harbor Township. But if it's off the expressway, it's like Winslow Township, Sicklinville area. So Mm. it's fairly close to where we are. The whole Wanda being god level inside the dome. Um, I don't think necessarily that someone gave her these abilities. I think that her abilities are possibly evolving. Um, Not the abilities,
2: what, the dome.
0: What that she part made it. of her ability. her abilities? Yeah, those are her abilities. That's that's reality manipulation. Like that's what she does on a on a universal scale. These are just the beginnings of it. So there's definitely someone probably tapping into it, like pushing her towards, yeah, you can do this. You need to do this. You want to keep him? I'll show you how to do this. You just have those kids and give them to me, possibly, you know. But but yeah, these these are all inherent abilities that that Wanda has. But
1: as we <laughs> as we're talking about her abilities, when it came to Marvel, did the Marvel movies? her abilities would never fully reach. So we're finally starting to see her tap into her powers and what she can really do. Like, the only thing they gave us from Age of Ultron was mind, mind manipulation and she can do a little chaos magic. When we got to Avengers Endgame, it, it was what
0: more... is chaos magic?
2: Basically, you can do whatever the fuck you want. You want. Like.
0: yeah, Yeah. In the comics, Doctor Strange is straight up like, yo, chaos magic is not real. That's bullshit. He's like, that's just someone using magic recklessly. Like, Mm -hmm. stop playing. Stop trying to brand it something. Chaos
2: magic. It just sounds cool.
1: I'm surprised Strange didn't realize what's going on already. He's supposed to be the guardian of this
2: fucking... Well, if you look at the timeline, right? He's just finished fighting Thanos right now, right?
1: Mm -hmm. She just got finished fighting Thanos too. That's true. Like this is Ain't this them is in what, chaos. No time this, stone. What what is this? Two weeks later, she just bounced and said, "Yeah, I'm about to create. A, I'm about to create my own town."
2: Yeah, but like, uh, no time like, stone. Like the ancient one said, mm-hmm. uh, "The the the realm might be falling into chaos." Literally, Yo, look at this. Oh, okay. do, y'all think what, y'all, do
1: y'all think when y'all y'all think when she had, when she sat down and it, at the end of Endgame had a conversation with Hawkeye about them both knowing that they did um that they saved the world? You think at that moment she's like, oh. I'm going to create, I'm going to bring vision back.
2: I think at that moment, she might realize how powerful she is that one way or another, this nigga's coming back. And as we can see from this episode, it's another, like the, they probably failed her in Wakanda. She was just like, give me the corpse. I'll, I'll do it myself.
0: I think she was super grief stricken in that moment. And then probably came across a couple of witches like Agatha Harkness and Dottie, and they were like, look, we can help you out if you help us out. And they just happened to be in New Jersey and took over a town, and things spiraled out of control and they're trying to get Mephisto back. I don't know. Maybe. But what (laughs) if Mephisto is the Jersey Devil? Wouldn't that be some shit? So, this is episode four of the Gems on Marvel. I'm Darryl.
1: (laughs) I'm Sean, a.k.a. Cap, the winner, Soto.
0: So before we dive too deep into this, we'll see y'all next week.